0: Hey everyone, I'm Stephanie and
1: I'm Jeremy
0: writers at RVFTA.com
1: and the authors of the idiot's guide to RV vacations.
0: About 10 years ago, we had a couple of babies and a marriage that was on the rocks.
1: So we bought an RV and we started camping. The rest as they say is history.
0: Join us as we talk about where to camp, what gear to bring, and the best food to cook.
1: We'll also keep you dialed in to the latest RV innovations from people in the know.
0: So pull up a chair and join us around the digital campfire.
1: This is the RV Atlas. Hello everybody and welcome to today's episode of the RV Atlas and I'm just a little concerned today that Stephanie's going to get really mad at me during this episode and I'm going to get into trouble and you're going to see the dark side of our marriage business partnership and lifelong traveling. Oh,
0: that'll get us off on a good foot.
1: (laughs) So today's topic is budgeting for RV travel, how to plan for your 2020 adventures, because a lot of people are winterizing. So your thought here was like a nice way to kind of deal with the sadness of winterizing, the um, winterization blues, as we often call it is to start planning the trips for next year. Now, well, it
0: wasn't really emotional like that. It was kind of practical because that's what most people do. You have to reserve now for next year. And so a lot of people are diving into that. So I actually thought it was the perfect time to talk about it. It really
1: is. And I guess that, you know, my fear here is that <laughs> you do all this meticulous budgeting and planning which i appreciate so much because it actually helps us travel a lot but then i spend the entire year trying to rip it apart and change it mm-hmm. and spend more and add more dates and
0: you completely know, ignore the numbers whatsoever. just completely
1: ignore the numbers yeah. and numbers live in are a, your a fantasy world well i'm yeah. an english teacher so numbers are in when fact, i ask my you anime.
0: right when i ask you how much something costs you just give me like a guys like oh, and i'm like how much did that trip cost you're like oh. but you know
1: looking looking at your notes here you have a lot of good points to make about this so uh i think that we should dive into the content But before we do that we need to thank our good friends at bass pro shops and cabelas and stephanie i really do want to go to flannel fest
0: This weekend. I think we have to go to Flannel Fest while it's going on, and everybody else should, too, right? Bass Pro and Cabela's has everything your family needs to get into the great outdoors. You can visit BassPro.com or Cabela's.com, and you can start outfitting your family for your next great camping adventure. During Flannel Fest, there are so many deals on flannel. Flannel for kids, for adults, the women, my, the men, flannel everywhere. My dream is that we all
1: go to Bass Pro Shops in Atlantic City and we all just get one new flannel.
0: One new just flannel. Just one new flannel. That's not, a, that's not a pipe dream. We could probably accomplish that within the budget. I, I think th- that
1: we could keep <laughs> that. I think
0: it's in the and budget. And then we'll go to
1: um, White House Subs across the street.
0: <laughs> all right. They are giving away flannel every day during Flannel Fest. So tag them in your best flannel pics on social media using the hashtag Hashtag Flannel Fest for a chance to win. All right, we need now, to get a Flannel Fest picture up this weekend. We will. We'll Let's get, do that. We'll get it. Hashtag like, Flannel. We'll put fest. some pictures
1: up. Flannel Festing.
0: <laughs> it sounds like a festive thing to get into. All now, right. Now
1: you wanted to make the point. This episode is not about tips for saving money right. during camping or RVing, and that's a great. We've we've done that episode mm-hmm. before, and we should actually we should do that do it again. again. Yeah. This is more about making a plan for how much you're going to spend. And it could look, you know, really different for every family out there listening or every person out there listening. So I guess the first question you wanted to tackle is how do we figure out how much RV trips cost, particularly if you're a newer RVer? How do you even just get a handle on the, these expenses?
0: Right. And, and and that's such a difficult question that sometimes when people ask it on social media, they just kind of get like roundly mocked and like chased out of the group. And that's not really fair, right? Not in our group. It's a valid thing to for people to ask how much will RVing cost me. The tricky part is that it really does depend on your style of so many things, right? Like we always talk about the number one way to control your RVing cost is by which RV you buy, right? Like right there, that's going to make a big difference. But then also what campgrounds you stay in, what types of activities you do, what kind of food you eat, right? Do you eat in, do you go out? I mean, this is the difference of thousands of dollars. You can spend
1: thousands of dollars eating out on RV trips, or you can save thousands of dollars by buying groceries and using your RV kitchen. There are also, on an RV trip, there are so many opportunities for free activities. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, there are so many opportunities for paid activities. Mm -hmm. And you actually, these notes got me thinking, like, our South Dakota trip last summer— I think we did more paid type of activities than we
0: usually do. And like our glacier
1: trip, we did a lot of a lot of free activities.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And and I, you know, adjusted the budget for that. I remember specifically talking about that with South Dakota. I knew I was stepping outside of my typical. Like usually, I'll do like one ticketed. I call it a ticketed event, right? Something that I'm going to pay for tickets for everybody and go to. And in South Dakota, we did a couple more things and that was okay. I had planned ahead on that and I knew that. Um, The trick is not, right, like in me telling you what is better, how much to spend at a campground, how much to spend on your food. Uh, Every single person who's listening, your budget is different and just the choices that you make are different and that's okay. I, I really support that and appreciate that. But what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about, like, how do you figure out what you're going to spend over the next year and then have a plan for saving that over time so that you don't, like, go broke during RVing season.
1: So you want to break this down into four primary expenses. So what are the, in your mind, the four primary expenses you have to think about for an RV trip? Okay.
0: So when I'm budgeting for an RV trip, and because this is actually very serious in our family, because we do quite frankly, more R V travel than most people do. We're content creators, we're travel writers. This is a regular part of our life all year round. So if I don't have a plan for what the expenses are, like we would tank like our family finances very quickly. Well not only
1: that, I mean a little behind the scenes on like doing travel, you know, magazine articles for trailer life and things like that. I mean you could lose money doing yes. it. You yes. know, if we're not thoughtful about <laughs> it, we could get an assignment for a travel piece and then spend more than we make.
0: Oh, absolutely. So we, yeah.
1: We, we need to really think yeah, about Yeah,
0: it, it's important for us to keep an eye on them. So when I'm looking ahead, I'm looking at four different things campground fees, gas, food, and activities okay now you of,
1: can control all of them even gas
0: right exactly for each one of those categories you're gonna have to decide oh how do i spend money and how far do i travel because you can't budget for your campground fees unless you know an average cost for campgrounds you can't budget for gas unless you know about how many miles you're going to travel and it's really not that hard to guess if you have prior experience or if this is your first year This is going to be a little trickier. But if you've RV'd for a year or two or three and you're like, oh my gosh, I have no idea how much my camping trip costs because you reserve campgrounds. Sometimes they take one or two nights worth of expenses. So you pay that ages in advance. Then you show up and you pay a campground fee. You have a gas card maybe. RV travel in particular, it's hard to keep track of. When you're doing a cruise, you usually pay. Like for the cruise in bulk.
1: And a lot of people do that with like a Disney trip. Too. Yeah,
0: you pay in bulk. If you're flying somewhere, your big expenses are the hotel. It's all right there. Your airline. It's all right there. RV travel gets a little trickier with all the different campground fees and all the different, you know, gas stops. So this is more of a way to tell you how to figure this out. So how do
1: we do it? I mean, that's the question. How do we estimate averages for each of these categories?
0: Yeah. So let's start with campground fees, right? So what I would recommend doing, what I do, is I try to predict, I project, I should say, About how many camping nights we're gonna have in an upcoming year.
1: Let's say 70.
0: (laughs) I would say 40 in my example here. But like, so. But
1: I would want 70.
0: right. And now you need to think about how you camp. We do a mix of public and private campgrounds. So I know based on our numbers from years, we spend an average of $50 a night camping. That's a really solid number for me to go by. Why? Because some of our county parks or state parks are less and some of our private campgrounds are more.
1: So we're paying like 20 to 40 or maybe like 70 to 100. And -hmm. and I would totally agree that it equals out to about 50 bucks a night.
0: Yeah. So I mean, over, over historically, that's, what it looks like for us now if you only camp at public campgrounds at uh, state parks it, your average might be 30 that you're working with if you're one of those people we have friends in the northeast who basically only stay at private full hookup resort campgrounds their average might be 80 a night right so think about how many nights you're going to camp what type of campgrounds you're going to stay at and use the numbers that are sort of local to you to figure out. You
1: might even plan according to a formula of I'm going to do half our nights at state parks Mm -hmm. and half our nights at private campgrounds so that I do hit that average.
0: Right. So I would say like if I was looking through our camera, our calendar, and it was like, we're going to camp for 40 nights this year, we're going to spend an average of 50, $50 $50 a night, I would want to earmark $2,000 for camping that's fees. That's not that bad. But, I
1: know that's not the point <laughs> well, here, <laughs> that's not, but that's not that you bad. You feel good
0: about that number, huh? yeah, Let's add 10 nights. Right? Yeah, well, we do. That's the thing is, I'm only talking about our RV trips. I'm not talking about our flying and cabin camping trips or anything like that, right? So all of a sudden, our numbers go up with that. All right, so the next thing we have is Gas. If you know your gas mileage while towing, this isn't that hard and you to figure out. Right. It's, I mean, like they do it for you right in the truck. And it's it's, it's good enough. It might not be absolutely on point, but it's good enough, right? So all you have to do is, again, come up with that average of miles you're going to drive. So for me, I always think, oh, it's going to be 600 to Charleston. You know, like I, I know those numbers in my head. And I can kind of say about how much we should earmark for gas. But, like, you might not drive as far as we do as many times of the year. And, you know, you might say 2,000 miles total getting 10 miles a gallon. You'd have to budget, like, $540.
1: And most people are book. I mean, not everybody, but most people are booking those sites in advance – and you can kind of do that math. I mean, right. and gas prices can fluctuate a bit, a but bit. not that but much. But you can
0: hopefully. go according to what is going on now to budget. That's what budgeting is about. Budgeting is never finding the exact number, it's always giving yourself this sort of like, higher end estimate that you can stay with. If I
1: was in charge of the budget, I'd almost estimate a higher price for gas than the current price to provide a little cushion. And then
0: you'd go out to your money tree and just pick all that money off for that higher budget that you said. <laughs> I know I know what you would do. <laughs> now, people might say, well, what about all the driving you do on a trip? Not, It's not just A to B. But the thing is, is I don't budget for that. Because I we have regular gas money in our regular household budget. When we're on a trip for a week, that regular household money covers the money that we pay for the driving around town. It just kind of transfers. It's only a
1: couple of trips over the whole 10 years of RVing where I felt like we were driving all over the place like Great Smokies. like it yeah. was a lot of driving those two weeks. Oh, New Hampshire. New <laughs> Hampshire and New, <laughs> New York Hampshire's State. like Everything's really far apart. But a lot of the destinations we go to, you're you're right. You're just kind of driving the same amount the same. you would during a normal week.
0: And even less maybe because like you commute. So we pay that gas bill every week. And when we're on a trip, you're not commuting to work. We're just driving around in other places. Yeah, so
1: another reason to work less and vacation and more. And vacation
0: more. Save money on gas. No commuting. Right. All right. And the next thing is food. So how much do you want to eat in the RV and how much do you want to eat out? So here's kind of my trick for this. Any amount of food that we eat in R RV, I basically just attach to our regular household grocery budget. So if my regular budget, you know, for the week is $100, you know, $100, it's really not, but it's more than that. But then I'm just going to spend that same amount in groceries. And then all I need to budget for for the trip that, you know, is the extra, the additional money that we'll spend maybe on eating out.
1: And during a regular week, we order pizza once a
0: week. Exactly. Or something like that and that's what I say. Like, that's in my budget. So your food Ordering costs
1: out, can look the same on vacation as they do at home if you want them they to.
0: They don't, though, for us. So what I do to budget is I say, OK, my regular food costs plus that takeout meal, right? Because we always do pizza on Friday night. And then what I do is I add like a few extra eat out meals for a vacation, which for our family can be between 50 and $100 for a family of five eaters. <laughs>
1: right. I go out to lunch. There's the tab. right
0: lunch. Yes, yeah, save, save money, money.
1: Go out to lunch, not dinner. All
0: right. So like I might budget an extra $200 for a week long trip 100 for a weekend trip.
1: Now, how about activities? Now, this is where you can all of a sudden start spending a lot of money. I mean, how do you budget for activities?
0: So we do a lot of free activities when we travel. Hiking. Yeah, biking, kayaking, kayaking, all that stuff, right? We go to beaches. Campfires. (laughs) Yeah, we actually do a lot of free activities. And then oftentimes, I'm going to, this is going to sound maybe a little simple, but I'm telling you, everything costs $200 for a ticket at event for a family of five or or at least like
1: that's the average i
0: feel like whether we're doing a chuck wagon tour in south dakota or a red bus tour in glacier or like a food tour in charleston like everything is two (laughs) hundred dollars so i kind of feel like i just go on that like okay if i'm gonna do two like the pirate tour in charleston you know, or like maybe some things are more like say Dollywood. Say we were going to Dollywood, I would have to put more in that's for theme that theme
1: park. That's a slightly different category.
0: But I do think about that as a two hundred dollar event, right? Like, <laughs>
1: and at Disney, it's two hundred per person,
0: right? I mean, Disney's an I, I'm not. I'm Disney's not even. It's its
1: own world that.
0: And- Is I have a number for our trips for Disney that's just a standing number, and that's how much has to go into the bank account for those trips. And we're not going to say that
1: number right now because it's a scary number. It hurts me.
0: It's a scary number. Every year I text you when I'm doing the taxes, and I'm like, do you see how much we spend?
1: Part of one of the ways to be really happy with a Disney (laughs) trip is to not think about what you're spending. Just don't.
0: Just don't. Okay. So, yeah, I just throw in like the amount of money that I think we're going to need per trip for those kind of more ticketed activities. So, this isn't rocket science. It's just telling you how I think about it, and then like how you could transfer that thinking to your own travel itself. But those are the four basic and I think categories. Most people
1: probably do know, like we do one ticketed event on a week's vacation, or my family never does a ticketed event. Rafting, we always do the free stuff,
0: whatever. Yeah, or we don't Rentals. do those things, you know. Or oh, I went horseback riding in Glacier, or whatever. You know, like I like doing those things in some sometimes. <laughs>
1: Now, a lot of our listeners know that we just bought a new travel trailer. We got a Jayco Eagle HT. 264 OK, But when we asked our uh, the people in our Facebook group to guess, a lot of them guessed that we were getting a new Class C.
0: Yes, they because did. Because <laughs>
1: I talk about it a lot and I've always wanted a Class C. But I mean, the reality was it was never really in the cards for us no. for a variety of different reasons, but it might be in the cards for you and Jayco makes some awesome Class Cs when you think about the Greyhawk, the Red Hawk, or the Melbourne.
0: Jayco has helped generation after generation create family memories since 1960. 19- 68 offering travel trailers, fifth wheels, toy haulers, Class C and Class A motorhomes. It's easy to find the perfect Jayco for your family with an industry-leading 2-year limited warranty, beautiful design and innovative safety features. You'll be confident in your Jayco. Visit your local Jayco dealer or jayco.com for more information. Jayco generations of family fun.
1: There's still the thought that the next rig could be a Class A for me. Like when You're the gonna... boys when the boys are like in high school, that last stretch when the when we have all three of them here at home and they're in high school and they're bigger mm-hmm. and I think we want to do some more cross-country big trips could be but i have a
0: do you see this folks we're a a week off from getting our last and you're already starting that like let's just go back to the the
1: topic at hand
0: (laughs) budgeting (laughs) as you talk about your next travel show, so
1: i mean let's talk though about saving i mean how do you save if you if that's really what's on your mind i mean you we all have to budget but how can you budget and also think about some savings
0: so one of the main reasons why I wanted to do this episode was because I did something this past year that worked incredibly well you for loved me. This. It worked so well, and so I wanted to share with everybody what I did. I've oh, for the past few years, I've done this sort of like me figuring out how much money we're going to need for the trips that we planned and making sure that I had that in the budget at various times. But it was still causing me strain because I would feel like, you know how you feel like just, oh, my gosh, I had planned for that. But then this came up and that came up. And it was just feeling like I was juggling money at different times of the year when we were traveling more. stress. Yes. I am one of those people that I get very anxious about money, right? And just making sure that it's like there. And often
1: before a trip.
0: Right. Particularly (laughs) if it's a
1: fly and rent an RV trip or whatever it might be. With you know, like the more expensive trips or Disney, and that's the the worst thing. I mean, you don't want to be like about to leave on a vacation and have stress. So what did you do? No, I
0: want to know that the funds are there to have the fun that we planned on having one hundred percent. So what I did was I actually opened a completely separate, debit checking account with an online bank. And I got a debit card and everything for it. All right. So I could go to a, you know, ATM and I can take out cash, but I can also link it to our regular bank account and easily move money over into it. So he basically looked at this account as like the Christmas club version. Do you remember that from when you were young? Did your mom used to go uh, put money in the Christmas I club? F-
1: friends whose parents did that.
0: Yeah, my mom. I remember going to our bank and she would put like in her $40 for her Christmas club. Um, and basically I was like that's what I need to do with our travel funds Um, and what I did was I kind of made this projected plan throughout the year based on when our trips were like we had our Disney trip We had our Charleston trip and we had our Glacier trip. Like those were the three big ones. I I think
1: really very particularly for Disney and Glacier, which were, you know, frankly, they were expensive Mm -hmm. trips. I mean, the Charleston trip was pretty inexpensive trip. Yeah. But I think for like the Disney and the Glacier trip, this made them almost like stress free trips for you financially. We knew we had the money for the Glacier trip in advance. We had the money saved. And while we were there, we knew we were spending money that had been allocated for the trip.
0: Yeah, and I didn't have to have it like at the beginning of the year, right? I wasn't like, oh, this money has to be in the account in January. What I did was I was looking ahead at the year and looking at how much money had to be in the account as we went throughout the year to make, you know, and where that money would come from. So it worked so amazing, and I'll tell you why, too. I made all the reservations with that card. So then anything that we reserved and made a deposit on, when we canceled it, which we do because we have to move around reservations sometimes because of life, it went right back to that account, right? So it was like this really highly designated travel fund that didn't get mixed with any of our other money. It also
1: helped you know exactly what those trips cost.
0: Yes, I did. It was only the money that we were spending. I always on think, the oh, trips.
1: it's going to cost X number of dollars for us to go to Disney, and you're like, no, not even. You're close. like, not even close. You're forgetting no. this, 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 and this.
0: Right. So it was so great, and then I was tracking like whether I was exactly on budget the whole year. Like, it'd be like, oh, I had it projected this account to be at this amount by, the to- by July, and I could really see, oh, we need to put this much more money into it.
1: Did we make it through the Glacier trip without dipping into other funds? Did we st- I, th- I think yeah. we did, right? We made I it. mean, it came down to okay. the wire. So
0: here we go. How did this work for my projected budget for the travel year and what we actually spent? Well, I didn't do badly. I don't think when I was so finicky about really using this card and like making sure our expenses were really travel related that were being spent, but we ran out in September. <laughs> like the account has like no money, and we're not done camping. Wow, well, <laughs> so but really, these are, I mean, mostly
1: we have like our local <laughs> right. trips that are a couple hundred dollars for the week, exactly.
0: And it's not like so far out of the regular family budget that you would really have to be and like saving it's not, like, for, like, no for it. No more camping for you. <laughs> so I didn't like cancel our acetique trip because was like, there was no money <laughs> we can't go on that
1: camping trip 20 minutes away
0: but to be honest that take trip the camping fees were already paid for because we did make the reservation on I kind of like part. when you
1: have to pay more in advance.
0: Yeah, because then it's like a oh surprise, it's free. It's like right. free campaign. when you
1: show up. It's like oh, I only owe them fifty dollars.
0: Yeah, so I mean, I love this, and I'm going to do it again. Like it's already time to start with me planning on making sure money's going into the fund because of Disney in January. So it's like
1: so you're saving up for spring break in North Carolina. Right. Well, wait, Disney in January. Disney in January. Spring break spring in North break. Carolina. Hopefully, like Lake Placid next yes. summer. And uh, and maybe the Grand Canyon.
0: Maybe the Grand Canyon. Right. So like I'll project ahead and then make a plan for getting the money in that account. It's time to start
1: saving some money.
0: Yeah, see? But you're motivated to do that when you know the money is going here and it's going to be spent on really amazing trips. For me, it's motivating to save money on other things, right? Like for me, would I rather – this is going to sound like so girly, but like would I rather get a purse or have money in my travel account? I'm just one of those people that I'd rather spend more money on travel. Some people spend more money on suitcases say for one you of fancy. Hey, I just, <laughs> you just bought, bought a
1: for the first time in my adult life I just bought a decent suitcase I'm with happy the wheels. for you
0: no I'm happy and just so for everybody you.
1: doesn't think I went out and did some extravagant thing I bought a two hundred and thirty dollar <laughs> suitcase right I'm 44 years old. But
0: the difference between me and you is that when I started traveling a lot more on airplanes for RV shows and everything and I needed one I went on Amazon and I think mine cost like 40. No, stop. <laughs> yes. Like, and you're I'm,
1: making me feel bad. I thought I that's got That's just the
0: difference between you and you. I thought I got a you. deal uh, But 2:30. then I'll spend more on a bed than you would. Like I'll spend more on like certain things that I feel like I use every day and I want to last a long time, which is very different money-wise. Well, you've wise. been making
1: fun of me for years anytime we're in the airport for oh not having God. a rolling suitcase because like, I have this like a backpack. backpack suitcase. suitcase. <laughs>
0: Oh brother it's horrible it's horrible. I' it's happy you bought your suitcase yeah. so anyway, I just hope that helps. I personally feel that travels a lot more fun when it's well funded. so well, I
1: mean look there's been times on a trip where the money became tight and it became stressful and granted it was probably always my fault and um and that I, I hate seeing you stressed out on a vacation I mean, enough stress in everyday life when you're on a trip it's like you really want to know that the funds are there so i really appreciate all the budgeting that you oh, have done thanks, for hun, our thanks. trips
0: all right and everybody i'd love to hear any of your ideas for budgeting for your rv vacations over in our private facebook group and the rv atlas
1: drop me an email let me know if you think i'm crazy for spending 230 Oh, well, nobody on my thinks first you're crazy i'm happy suitcase. you
0: have an adult suitcase i'm happy for you it's just you just spend Little more than I would on that suitcase, but that's okay. It's a
1: nice It was suitcase. in the
0: budget. It was in your birthday budget. It was budget. I, I actually it was <laughs> it's almost
1: embarrassing at my age to say you have birthday money. My, my mother still gives me birthday money.
0: You can do whatever you want with your birthday yeah. money. I'm just glad you didn't buy another grill. All right everybody, we'll see you at the see campground. You at the campground Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of the R V Atlas. And a big thanks to the sponsors of this show. Jayco, Bass Pro Cabela's. Betford, go power and go RVing. We appreciate their support in creating educational and inspirational RV content.
1: You can also find links to everything mentioned in this episode over at RVFTA.com, plus hundreds of blog posts on everything from gear recommendations to our favorite camping recipes.
0: If you enjoy our show, please leave us a review wherever you listen and make sure to get social with us on Facebook at The RV Atlas and on Instagram at Jeremy and Stephanie. Plus, we've got the friendliest campers around in our private Facebook. Facebook group. So check it out.
1: Until next time, I'm Jeremy.
0: And I'm Stephanie. And
1: we'll see you at the campground.
0: See you at the campground.